Attention human, prepare yourself for the double pick cast. Welcome back to the Double Pip Cast, where almost every week we run you through the goings-on within the Transformers TCG universe. I'm your host, Cam, and as always, we've got with us Brandon. Team all too easy in the building. Oh, yes. And Sean. Snoochin' to the booches. I know I did that wrong, but oh well. Uh, <laughs> going with the, going with, yeah, going with the blunt man theme. There you go, there you go. <laughs> hey, guys, this week... Uh, you know, kind of a slower week as the preview season uh, winds down, but to kind of go over the run of show, we are going to be talking about two new stratagems, Uncommons, thankfully, the Decepticon stratagem, Villainous Spotlight, and the Spotlight, and the Autobot uh, stratagem, Heroic Spotlight. Uh, but before we get into that, Brandon, what's Fire. been going on with you? Anything big? Any games you've been playing? Anything outside of COVID-19 oh. that's been new with you? <laughs> Uh, no, just the COVID-19 keeping people, uh, forcing them to live like gamers have lived for our entire existence, right? right? Yeah. I mean, aside from me still going to work every day, nothing has changed. We, um, my, my site, uh, the place where I work in Florida actually had a uh, case pop up in one of our buildings. So <laughs> they closed down the uh, two of the buildings and then uh, told everybody else, uh, get back to your cubicles. <laughs> you know, like, mm, like, you guys are still going to work, sir. So get back in them cubicles. But they did a complete sanitization of those two buildings. And then it looks like, uh, you know, everything will be everything, you know, all good. But it's business as usual. And, you know, certain companies would take a bath to let people, uh, you know, off for two weeks at a time and schedule and in production, you know, so. Yeah. But, uh, but other than that, no, just kind of gaming around, looking at these spoilers as they come out, um, you know, playing some, playing some RPGs here and there. Um, there's a frost punk that's on Xbox ultimate pass that I rock with and that's about it. Oh, you've been doing a lot of the Xbox game pass. So what I ended up doing was when it came out, I um, I didn't have Xbox Live, so I went ahead and looked into it, and I saw somewhere that they were like, hey, they will give you a $1 to convert your existing membership to Xbox Live or whatever, or to that. So I was like, uh, bet, let me just go ahead and get some of these one-year passes, <laughs> and they got all of those. So now I have Ultimate Pass up until 2021, and it cost me like, I think it was like ninety dollars or something, and for three of those cards, it was like ninety something bucks. Nice, so. that's that's a great deal. I mean, it's uh, basic. Besides having to download it, it's basically like Netflix for games. So. Yes, it is. And there's so many of that stuff because I almost bought that. People at work were telling me about it, and I said, "I maybe I'll go get this on Steam because Steam is where it's at." Mm-hmm. And then I. And eventually, uh, another buddy of mine was like, "Hey, that's on Xbox Ultimate," and I was like, "Wow, just saved me thirty bucks right there." So there you, there you go. Nice, nice. And what about you, Sean? Anything new going on with you? Uh, no, just uh, a lot more of uh, increased hours due to the COVID. Since I'm uh, one of those essential people on the supply chain, so everyone else is getting off, and I'm working double. So. <laughs> But uh, other than that, just playing some uh, Legends of Rune Terror when at home. 
trying to do a little bit of painting and Funko Pop organizing and selling. Nice. Uh, what was the newest Funko Pop you added to your collection? Some of the Emerald City Comic Con uh, ones, or? Uh, no, nah, I, I I pretty much stopped collecting like oh. about a year and a half ago. I'm just like organizing, trying to sell through. Hmm. I still buy a couple every now and then ones I like. Like I I will say that I just bought a. They came out with a Tombstone set, and they had a couple Doc Holiday special exclusives that looked badass. So I had to get those. Nice. So I'm gonna. I'm going to ask a stupid question, right? Because I don't understand what Funko Pop is. Like, I've seen the little, uh, I mean, they're not action figures, right? But they're, they're the, the animated style dog. Like, when did that come out and become a thing? Where, where did that even come from? So, oh, I man, those, seen those have been the... out for like, like, yeah. uh, about 10 years now. Yeah. And I they started seen, small. Yeah. The first time I saw them, I was just like, okay, whatever. They had like joke, like some of the DC characters, and they looked, and I think yeah. they were all bobbleheads, and they just kind of looked plain. And then something happened where they just must have gradually gotten bigger, gotten bigger, and now it's like people who would never have toys in their life, <laughs> those people have them. Like, exactly. I saw a lot of those it's- people at my previous job. Yeah, see, I, I basically got out of it just because, you know, financial problems at the time Mm -hmm. plus they were just coming out with so much i was like i just i gotta stop i'm gonna go you know i'm gonna become homeless with my plastic (laughs) empire yeah you know as you know you know i've got you know i had a whole bunch of good ones i've sold throughout the years i've still got about six or seven hundred of them that i'm trying to that i'm slowly trading and rewind you said you know you said six or seven hundred Left, yeah. I, I man, like before I started, like when I've actually said stop, I had about eleven hundred. What? <laughs> so There's I mean, over mother of God, pop vinyls. Like, like that. I mean, my the basement was. We have a pretty big basement, and I had shelves with nothing but Funko Pops sealed in boxes all around it. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm an inbox collector, whatever. That's how I've been since I was a kid. No, I'm I never took my figures out of them. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to do it, it's got to be box uh, and seal. Blister yeah. seal. Oh, well, you know, yeah, that's like, you know, I've got the entire Siege line sealed and everything in a box. I just got so many Funko Pops, I can't even display the Transformers figures. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I kind of wanted Earthrise to get mine is out. I kind of wanted to get into collecting something like that, but um, I was thinking more of like video games because I, I would go back. Okay, if I'm going to start doing anything like that, it's going to be NES games and go from there. You know where I started, but uh, those things are crazy expensive, yeah. <laughs> especially oh, to get yeah. sealed in box. Man, there are so oh, many. Yeah. I, I, I shake my head like uh, my NES. SNES, like my collection that I had, and then like when I was getting into apartments and stuff like that, I was just selling it. I had a copy of a game that was Blockbuster exclusive for the Super Nintendo that was rare at the time. I sold it for maybe a hundred bucks loose. Nice. It's worth like a grand now because of how like the market has just gone up and up and up as people like that were growing up back then start to get more disposable income. Start right. collecting them, and like so many things that I've gotten rid of that are have went up in price, but it is what it is. 
Right. Yeah, it was like uh, like my previous action figure collection was worth tens of thousands, but you know that was all stolen. So I was like, oh. I'm going to start over. Oh right, so. I've heard that story. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But stolen and sold for cocaine. What can you do? Yep. I've got a couple. Uh, like I like you were saying, Brandon. Like little things. Like I just collect things that like like if I see something cool. Nice. Like, uh-huh. they're nice little desk things, so, like, the original Mario Brothers figures, and I've got Godzilla and King Kong on the work desk uh, at work, so. Yeah, but, I would absolutely love to have a structured, this is my thing. I now collect this. So that way, when I travel places or when I go overseas, I can get some of that, you know, get some of those foreigns, all that. Yep. But it's expensive, and I'm not as organized as I probably should be anyway. So it would be, uh, I would definitely have to make, take special precautions to make sure that everything gets a place and organized. Let me see something here real quick. But technically, I guess uh, I also play miniatures games, so I collect uh, figurines. (laughs) Yeah, you you definitely, if if you have Warhammer or, uh, no, you play uh, uh, War Machine. Yes, War Machine. Yeah, if you can see all that on my camera, that's just Holy stacks of Funko Pops. <laughs> it's like he runs a retail store. Oh, I could. I could. <laughs> yeah, a little pop-up store for the holidays. Oh, my goodness. Selling on the freaking Facebook. That's a deep collection. Oh, it's it's even, it used to be better. I sold a lot of the bigger ones. There's, there's like my Futurama set, I'll never sell. Because <laughs> that that's that's got my rarest ones, and that's a two pack of Leland Fry alternate universe. There's only seven hundred made of those, so nice, very cool. Well, I haven't. Um, I've been playing some League of Legends. Uh, I've been really uh, staying close to the the Transformers spoilers. We just had uh, Drew Nolasco on here last episode. It was really uh, you know talking shop with him. Sounds like we're gonna have uh, a lot of cool stuff coming out. Um, been, been at home working, uh, thankfully been waking up early. My, my counterpart lives in Israel, so I've been working, uh, like four or five in the morning, uh, to try to, you know, code alongside of him. But, um, yeah, no, uh, doing some, doing some yard work. Like I said, I was out there cutting a tree this morning and burning all those branches, but, uh, yeah, no, uh, me and the wife have been playing Mario Party on the Switch, uh, getting probably 80% of the way done with that game. I've uh, been enjoying that, going to try and pick up a, another Switch game, so if anybody listening has got Switch co-op, uh, not head-to-head, because we are too competitive against one another, uh, co-op <laughs> Switch suggestions, throw them my way, because I'll definitely need some of those. Um, but... Hey, uh, good to know. Uh, good to catch up with you guys. Um, villainous spotlight and spotlight and her- I'm going to keep saying spotlight. Villainous spotlight <laughs> and heroic spotlight. Uh, what do you guys think of those? Fire! Like th- those are some of the best cards to come out that I've seen. Like those cards are so good, makes me excited for the set. What and of course me being biased from Metroplex and wanting to play that, uh, it doesn't help that. But everything else, it helps. Like everything else, it is like, hey, by the way, play an extra star. You know, it's like, oh, you're killing me. Yeah. Let me just let me just slide that on in there. <laughs> Who wants a free star? Anyone can use one. Yeah. So, so I, 
to to go off of what the cards say, uh, and I'm just going to read right off a villainous spotlight. If your starting team is only Decepticons, your deck can then have up to two extra star cards of orange cards. Uh, You can obviously play up to one stratagem with characters of the named faction. Stratagems begin on the battlefield. So it takes, uh, it's for Decepticons, and then her uh, Heroic Spotlight is the exact same thing. Two extra stars of blue cards if you started with all Autobots. Uh, it's an uncommon. It's a, uh, like other stratagems, one star. So if you think about that, two extra stars. You need one star left on your, on your uh, team, so you run 24 stars worth of characters. Your Spotlight stratagem would be your 25th star. Then you have two more stars to do with what you want. So uh, me and Sean Brennan, we were talking about Ultra Magnus armor. Mm. That's, that's the one that's a, that's a weapon and an armor, right? Yeah. yeah. Two, two defense and two armor. And uh, gives you the minus one on direct indirect damage. And then it's a multi-pip, so you get blue and orange, yeah. so it works that way. So, so it becomes one star. Right, exactly. So you can get that into some kind of dirty situations, probably. Um, But while we were preparing for this, you know, we were trying to come up with some some deck ideas of where we'd like to see this. And uh, Brandon, you know, I I went head to head with your Metroplex with the Triptychon action back when he came out. Um, Didn't do so well. He's he's a little worse for wear. He's a little slow to start up. You know, he's got that deploy card with Battlefield Incursion, but. Mm Relentless Invasion, his star card, you throw a little bit of the uh, villainous spotlight in there, the new stratagem we've been talking about. Relentless Invasion is a white, orange, and blue card. Now you can have two of these in your deck. So, and, th- and that's just one, that's one star. So then you can bring in something else that he's going to want, uh, whether that's full loadout or um, I don't know, even the score. Uh, there's there's a, a lot of other orange cards you could put in there. Um so that's what that's what I'm coming to the table with. I'm I've already got the proxy printed out for villainous spotlight. If one of you guys wants to go against me, uh, I'm willing to do that later. But uh, bringing I had two relentless invasions, and I was doing uh, hoping to get unleashed potential in there to try to grab that from outside of the game. But uh, I, I think yeah, these these spotlight stratagems are really cool. What are you guys' thoughts? Oh, you know, I mean, I think just as we were talking about a couple episodes ago about, you know, just some general stratagems or general supports for just Decepticons or for just Autobots. So first off, they're great cards just for that. But, you know, the looking at all the different star cards and, you know, what you can do, you know, just adding one star card to a deck can kind of change the deck, you know, a little bit, you know, look at. You know what I was talking about earlier, using the Wave 3 Soundwave, Ravage, and Buzzsaw. You know, with with that, you can put in a couple pincer movers, pin, uh, pincer movements to get extra attacks with your guys. Plus, you can put in, you know, an extra Vandalize or two or just, you know, have four star cards, you know, instead of three star cards. But actually, with them, you would get five star cards because, yeah. Yeah. The they're they're t- twenty one so you know five star cards in that little deck, you know that could kind of change from doing how usually people just do them them three and then you know maybe road hugger or something, you know I think that 
having five star cards will beat having just another four star, you know, blocker in there, especially depending on which star cards. You- yeah. And just you know, thinking about Soundwave cuz he him and uh his whole like he he gets to start with uh well I no I'm thinking about the 35th anniversary. They get like yeah. more Well well that well that helps them too. I mean yeah. Blaster and that Soundwave because then you just take out, you know, one of Blaster's, you know, card, you know, star cards mm-hmm. and then you can change it with two other cards like Heroic Resolve mm-hmm. which is, you know, the 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 blue double pip secret action that can bring someone back from KO. Right. Yeah. So, you yeah, know, like that, that will, so that will work great in blaster. You just take out one more of his star cards, put two of those in there. Then you got a little protection for, you know, sound blaster and for any of his guys too. Yeah. And I think there's another, there's another card that lets you have a star secret action over your limit. Right. Yeah. I was looking for the name of that because I think you're right, Brandon. There's, I know there's a character that benefits from stars, um, and I just I couldn't it didn't come to mind. Well, well, Night Tracer has a stratagem that allows you to have two extra secret action star cards. Okay. For okay, that's probably it. yeah. Okay. Yeah, but you know, I mean, just looking at the different star cards, there's not that much when you look for you know blue or for orange. Uh, but the ones that are out there, like you know, like I was saying, if Metroplex is only twenty four stars, and you put two fuel caches in there, you uh, know, right? <laughs> Do you imagine there, putting a fuel cache in a Metroplex deck or something? Metroplex so. is never going to get any love. Yeah. That, that's it. He's all. He's all. That's it. You're like, mm. I. I would love uh, if they had a stratagem for Metroplex. To me, it would be. You can choose to not have Slammer, like one of your guys underneath you, mm-hmm. and then your star cost goes down, not by like four stars, but <laughs> by maybe like one star or something like that to give you the ability to play a fuel cash. Because if you took, you're like, okay, yeah, I'll take the four star Slammer out of there and then put four stars worth of <laughs> like cards in there or like another uh, four star character that starts off on the side with him, that, that would be too much, I think, but. You know, what the, the hot stratagem would be, the intuitive one, would be a stratagem for Metroplex that lets you swap out, uh, like, six-gun for alternate six-gun. <laughs> so it's like, oh, <laughs> uh, let me get that. Right. <laughs> let's, weapon, let's weaponize Metroplex. It's just what he needs. <laughs> right. He's now a raid boss, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I, I took a look before the, the call uh, in recording this cast. Uh, EMP wave. A double blue, um, energized field. A double blue fuel cash. That's a multi pip card. Heroic resolve. Another double blue. So those are all uh, really good for the Autobot card. Heroic team up, which basically gives you thrust ability. That's the one where you can tap one of your Autobots and donate their attack damage to the next character over. Uh, then we go over to some double oranges. Even the score uh, when you take more attack damage. Like if you're ever overkilled. You get to deal that overkill back to the attacker. Uh, full loadout, load. Uh, you can do a upgrade utility, armor, and weapon on one character, and that's a double orange. Uh, and then you've got double black, indestructible sword. Uh, star card, plus two if it's scrapped for any reason. Put it back in your hand. So there, there's definitely some cards out there that are star cards that uh, would benefit from these spotlight cards. 
Not so much indestructible sword, but just came to mind. Um, one of the things that you know, you, you can only have one stratagem, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it says on there up. Yeah. So, what happens when you buy a box and you start getting doubles of these? Well, I mean, just what what, what have you done with all your you know battle masters and weaponizers from Siege One and Siege Two extras? You I know, I've got keeping warm in here, man. Got a stack like you know. Six inches big of just, you know, the little guys. <laughs> we'll have to, you know, or toilet paper. That's why I didn't worry about toilet paper. I got commons. <laughs> These commons for you. That's yeah. right. That's like a meme. It's like people are like, man, where are we getting toilet paper from? Magic the Gathering players are like, have you seen my yeah. book? <laughs> see, my, see my land? <laughs> Nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some people on the Facebook were saying, and even on Twitter, uh, when I was taking a look on Twitter on the double pipcast bit, uh, they were saying the spotlight cards are a little bit underpowered. And you know, I don't, I don't think they are. If you're, if you're in a position where you are a char- you're running a character that didn't benefit from the stratagems that have been released so far, these are general purpose. Uh, there's some decks out there that maybe. People weren't running because they're like, okay, I got a, I've only got twenty four stars or twenty three stars, and none of these stars. I mean, there's there's all these different scenarios, right, where uh, these would come into play. And I I think for being uncommons and for the benefit they give, they're a, a great uh, great addition. Um, and I they even bring to mind mechanics from other games like. This is probably the fifth time I've brought up the Dragon Ball Z game from Score, but the mastery cards that you would have, like if you ran all one color or all villains or all heroes, you could do something very similar to what Villainous Spotlight and Heroic Spotlight do for you. So, well, for our longtime listeners, I'm a throwback. I'm pretty sure in one of our first podcasts, we talked about exactly this, or at least the first time we all got together. I mean, some oh, yeah. kind of or enhancement, some kind of support, you know, okay. kind of You're oh, saying yeah. they've got to put something or they're going to put something that's going to be a completely <laughs> different either zone or a build, a mechanic, you know, similar to like a, a world type enchantment or a, a location, right? Big, yep. Basically, this is like a permanent location. Yeah. 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 And Sean, uh, you know, I, I asked the question to Drew uh, the other episode. I was like, hey, so Last time I asked you about uh, Decepticon and Autobot Pips, and he's like, "Oh yeah," he's like, "I knew about that when we were talking about it, but uh, I couldn't say anything." And so now they've nice. got those, those uh, tribal Pips that they came out with. So I feel like we are—I don't know if it's just because we've been playing cards for too long that these things were going to show up anyway, or if we're we have like to. actually like uh, yeah. soothsayers, it's, it's, like we can see the the lines. <laughs> we, we knew it was coming. <laughs> It can be yeah. argued it's the natural evolution of a game, but it also be argued that I came up with that and I need two booster boxes as recompense. I think so, too. <laughs> uh, right. Let's go ahead and get that. <laughs> we need to hit that on that Twitter. Look, uh, Watsy Twitter. Um, Look, y'all stole this idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the people versus Watsy, uh, yeah. represented by Sean. Uh, exactly. I think that 
these these things being introduced is definitely the natural order. But what's going to have the staying power is how they choose to execute the expansions going forward, right? So what are they going to do with it? What are they, like, right now? Tribal. I mean, it's new. It's interesting. It's not game breaking, right? Which is good. You know, it's good that it's not game breaking, but it's it's you're kind of limited in what it's based on the uh, pre-release cards that we've seen, based on the spoiler cards that we've seen right now, it seems limited as far as their usefulness, because there's nothing out there that's saying you don't gain anything from having that, you know, that tribal. You only go back to where you are. So you're, you're, you've taken away something and you get it back by being in that tribe, Mm -hmm. but there's no, there's no gain. There's no plus. So, you know, if this makes any sense, it would be like, okay, if the tribal said, you know, if you're on that tribal, then you get plus an extra plus one. So it's like a tribal orange. Instead of one, you get two. That would be a bonus up. But this is more of the opposite where it's like, okay, you're going to lose this. But if you're in that tribe, you get to back to balance whatever. So I would need to see really, you know, um, really strong cards that affect the game state in order to be willing to take that, you know, disadvantage if that's not part of my strategy. Right. Yeah, I, I wish I remember the name of the card, but it's a, a Black Plains Secret Action, and it, um, for every... Oh, plus four? Uh, it's for every black that you turn during the defense, you get plus one defense. Uh, so it's a okay. secret action, double black. So, yeah, it's like Smoke Trail or something like that. Um so that that could be cool in in a planes yeah. deck. Yeah. Uh, but the what was I going to say? Um, no, I, I think anytime they come out with something new, like the first new thing that they came out with in the combiner set was the green pip, and then obviously the combiners bit. But the green pip, they kind of lo- rolled it out with a few cards. So I think. We'll see some more of those, obviously, in the next set, like you were saying. That green pip is the most innovative mechanic, I think, that I've seen in recent memory and and almost any game, but this game specifically. I mean, it is so good, right? Like, it's it's uh, it, it helps out with the randomness, right? right. So... And they can't sure. really, they have to have that, and they can't really come out with a deck searching card where you pick your deck up, search for a right. card, and pull it. Oh, they they're going to come out with that. That's going to. Yeah, I, th- I think that they probably will at some point. There is no way in the world that that card doesn't get printed. Because because they, they already have some versions of it with the guys who let you, you know, search through your deck. But technically, you're supposed to search through your deck and take out the force, like for. But the wave Before, two guys and then that, shuffle it back up. Yeah, and then shuffle it back up and everything. But right. most people just keep it out, you know, and do that anyway. Right. I mean, I I think they'll they'll probably come out with some because it, it's I I'd say in this game, knowing what cards are ahead, like especially like ten or fifteen cards ahead or something, isn't that big of a thing because you're just cycling through cards so right. much. Mm-hmm. And they've got that, you know. And they've got focus, yeah. and then they've got the green pip. So those three mechanics, I think, split apart are basically yeah. like a search. Like if you think about Pokemon, there's so many ways to search your deck. Energy search, 
energy, like all those different cards that let you go through and find an evolution, find a basic Pokemon, find an energy. But they don't or, have, when you burn a card off the top of your deck, like they don't even have a burn mechanic in Pokemon unless it's you being forced to discard. Yeah. So I, I, the green or, or, search is, is really good. Knowing with how Transformers have gone with like Leap of Faith and some other cards where you flip, you know, you flip over until you find something, I bet they'll probably do something like that, you know, where you're not searching your deck, technically picking up, going through and then reshuffling. You're just burning through your cards, you know, until you, you know, hit that one card or whatever. Yeah. I'm putting it out there. They will have a search card. It will yeah. be hot. <laughs> and uh, eventually, it will probably get banned. But it'll, it'll, it'll make it'll be a no. If pip. they do, if they do, it'll be a no pip star card. Yep. Or yep. or it'll be no pip, and, and it'll be like KO this card, like kind of like even the score, like KO this card once you used it, so people aren't just like and like just yeah. comboing. And I'll find this, and then and then I'll find this. Or, or you know, you, you know, if it's like the the burn, you know, kind of thing where you're just going off your scrap pile to your, get something. I could see where Nemesis Prime and you know, be like, oh, I only have one copy of this card in my deck, so I'm going to name this, burn through half the deck real quick, <laughs> get that one card. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think you know they could they could make you pay for it too. Same way, well, same way they did in um, what is it, Peace Through Tyranny. Mm-hmm. So you have to sack somebody to go get a go get a card like hey or, uh, sack somebody to go get a you know card with some type of crazy restriction on it. But finding the card that you need in this game, you know, is <laughs> it is good, uh, it's real good, especially looking for like no pip cards. So yeah, that that would be clutch. It, it would be a boon to Trypticon too. That that's basically doubling his chance of getting. Of getting like an incursion or something, as long as it wasn't a star card or something. Yeah, he he would he would need that. Like that's another yeah. thing. His strategy would be like, "Yo, find the cards that make this guy." Is <laughs> what is what they need it. for Trypticon. They just need a stratagem that allows him to start with one guy deployed. If they did that, he would be great. Yeah, yeah, because that that allows him to not get destroyed. Yeah. Oh. yeah. It allowed, yeah, to not get destroyed first turn, and you know where he can go against head to head with Metroplex then, because Metroplex is flip got a guy, you know, at least with Trypticon now he's like, well, I I'm gonna last three turns, so I got three turns to get another incursion. Right, and then as soon as you put your your guy out there, you're like, okay, well I can't use the attack bonus, I can't crunch him mm-hmm. and use the attack bonus. I just gotta heal myself so I can try to live like an extra turn. Yeah. My poor dinosaur. Yeah, I need, uh, man, you need a Metroplex stratagem that says negate one attack, and you get it once per game, negate one attack, something like that. <laughs> we actually, yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah, we you just know, need to with, start uh, speaking the truth, and then they'll come out with it if, if uh, our track record is right. Or or just, or like a stratagem negate that, one. not even negate an attack, a stratagem that at any time can turn into a force field for a guy. Yeah. You know, even even just doing that would, you know, help him out. <laughs> Because yeah. <laughs> I have definitely been there where people are running rough shot through Metroplex on first turn. And I'm like, well, this game is over. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I hope I win this coin flip next time or win this dice roll or yeah, whatever. No, you need to hit his ability every time. And I think he wants to go second, right? Yep. 
Yeah. Wants to go second because I have been where I go first, and then it's like, oh, Optimus and three, four planes, and I'm like, well, this game is almost over. <laughs> <laughs> I've got 35 health. It's like now you have five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're a loser, and you're done. Yeah. yeah. Well, what about and and this is uh, kind of talking more about the mechanics. Do you think there'll ever be any type of coin flip or dice roll mechanic mid game? Mm. I, I I don't for this game I don't think so I mean and it would just to that point once you start adding in dice and coins to to card games it just it just becomes too much I can go back to a lot of card games that has failed because of that you know even even you know you could probably look at even Star Wars Destiny and probably say that could be one you know reason why. It's failed, you know, just just through a mechanics game, you know, stance. Not even talking about its marketing or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, I so would then, say yeah. it's probably not out of the realm, but I I don't know. I don't, as maybe if it's something that's just gimmicky for like one card or something, but as a, me- a full on mechanic, I don't I don't know. I think it banks too much on RNG, which people hate, right? right. People do mm-hmm. not like random number generation in their games because there's already so much randomness just adding another. I flip the coin and win the game. People hate that. Yeah. Right? They hate their magic. They hate that's why there's so little of it in magic, right? Um, you know, they hate it in every card game I've ever heard of, yeah. right? It just. Mm. I think Pokemon is the only one I can really think that has it, like, as a like cornerstone of the balance of that game like flip four coins do 20 damage times the amount of heads you get yep i don't think there's yeah like you said magic i I can't even think of anything in magic that has too much of it they did there was a set back in the day that kind of rotate well not really a set but a yeah there was a set i think out of kamigawa that had thumb thing where it was like you flip this many coins and then you can reflip some coins and do all this other type of craziness but it was just kind of a gimmicky thing like you're saying either that or, or like chaos orb which was you know a one card gimmick thing that you know people took to the extreme a lot of times it's like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna tear up my chaos orb to get rid of your field so i can win this pro tour yeah wasn't, <laughs> was that out of the like the april fools like set or whatever that had like paper tiger no. and scissors no and no chaos orb was from the first the first set. chaos sword was, was like one of the things that you had that was one of the original cards and it was yeah. i think it was an alpha and it was yeah, rip the card up Stand X amount of feet. It was like three well, feet above the table, and <laughs> drop it. No, no, it's what it was. Is the the card was you take the card, and then oh. you know you 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 flip it or you drop it, and wherever if it landed on your opponent, when any of your opponent's cards it landed on, it destroyed. Yeah. So some guys in like you know in real pivotal situations with big money cards. It didn't say you couldn't tear it up into little pieces and then throw it all over your your opponent's side to get rid of everything. Well, I don't know. No, no. I think I got that mixed up with Chaos Confetti, which was the unglued card. Yeah, that was the unglued card. And that was the one that said rip it up and then put it, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, no, that that card is mad. Right, uh, yeah. the all that chaos or <laughs> chaos confetti and all that nonsense, but uh, unglued was great. That was the one that no, had a paper tiger. It was uh, it was a fun, it was a fun set. Yeah, I, I remember specifically having scissors lizard and yep. 
rock tiger, <laughs> rock, rock lobster. Yes, rock, so you, yes. rock yeah. lobster. Yes, rock lobster. <laughs> that is where that saying came from. Is magic, not a B fifty two song. <laughs> well, guys, that's been the double pip cast. Thank you all for listening. Hopefully, you enjoyed uh, some of this more casual talk. If you haven't, jump on the Twitter. And the Twitter, I sound like I'm 90 years old. Jump on Twitter, <laughs> follow us. Uh, we always share our updates there if you want to retweet. Uh, we've got an Instagram. I don't go on it because uh, I'm not all about that gram. I don't do it for the gram. Uh, we've got YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> we got a YouTube where uh, you can watch our How to Play series. You can also listen to this episode on YouTube if you so choose. Otherwise, you're probably catching this on Apple Podcast or Google Podcast or Podcast, whichever. Thank you all for listening. I've been Cam. We've had Brandon and Sean on. And we'll see you again real soon. Thanks for listening, fellas. And if you do need to hit that gram, I will I will start thoughting it for the gram. That's no problem. Right. <laughs> Keep listening. Get those, Stay tuned. Get, get those double pip cast private snaps. Get it. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.